Welcome everyone to Games and Sports. We're talking sports. I'm Jordan said. What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Been a week since our last podcast, and the day after that, Kawhi finally made his decision on where he's going. Oof. But before we get into Shocked that, the world. Because we had a bit of things that we wanted to talk about with Russell Westbrook and the Thunder, and about two hours ago they announced that he was traded for Chris Paul to to the Rockets. So not Ed, just what Chris do you Paul. Think? Not just well, Chris, Chris Paul. Paul and some trades, yes. And or some draft picks. picks. Crazy amount of picks. I I love that trade for Houston. I mean, let's 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 think about this. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook is is coming off of a pretty good season. He's missed a triple double, but okay, good season, but horrible. Like this has been the worst shooting season right. he's had, and now he's just been traded to a team that wants to do nothing but shoot. Shoot. But shoot, not everybody shoot. has to be able to shoot on that team. Because they have enough other guys who can shoot that he can just be a guy that can just kind of go around screens and and drive the ball, and he doesn't have to be a three point guy. I, I know that's the that's the makeup of the <clears> game <throat> is drive in, kick it out, shoot a three. It's almost like the way the Spurs used to play, but right. with ten times the amount of threes. I think he'll I think he'll do more of the driving and, and kick because I mean we learned last year that he's really not a guy that's gonna do much. I mean he's gonna. If, if he's going to be successful, he has to learn how to run around and and do things when he doesn't have his hands on the ball. And I think he, he just kind of stood well, there he and do that. He's stu- he stood in the center waiting for rebounds and and he's he's good at making assists. I mean, it's not easy to get a triple double, but that's what he's focused his whole career around the past three years. And we'll see how he's able to see if he's able to keep it up with the Rockets. I don't know if he'll be able to. I don't know if he's going to get enough touches. I. I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think that I think Westbrook and Harden can play together. I think they have played together. It was early in Harden's career, so sure. It's going to be a transition totally for Westbrook. Team too. Totally different team, different coach. I mean, a coach that just focuses mainly on offense, not defense. But I think it's a win-win for both teams. You get basically four, four first-round draft picks. Two of them are unprotected, one to four picks, and then – you got a couple pick swaps that are unprotected and or that are protected, but it's just uh, Chris Paul. I mean, I've already heard rumblings that they're going to sit down and talk to him. He might be a he, he's going to be somebody that, that I've already heard that he's going to be thinking about. They're going to think about trading him to the Heat. So he's not going to he's more than likely not, not going to be. Say. He's not, I mean OKC is looking to just dump salary. So I think that he's going to be on his way out. I'd be very surprised if he's with OKC by the trade deadline. Maybe the beginning of the season, but trade deadline, I think he's going to be gone. Because if no matter what, there's going to be injuries. And hey, he's going to be out. A playoff run. Oh no! Well, we need somebody. Chris Paul's right there. What do we got to give up? Assets. Okay. Well, then the other, the other thing with the Thunder, a lot of people criticize them for having given up a lot of talent, but at the same time, money. if you think about it's about it, the money. They weren't going anywhere. Well, but think about it this way too: they drafted all that talent. They drafted KD. Westbrook, Harden, uh, Victor Oladipo. I mean, they've had a lot of really talented players come, so maybe they're not so worried about being able to find talent because in the past five, ten years, they've found a ton of talent. They've had a lot of really good players come through. So in all in all these trades that they've made, so they've traded, obviously we, we'll talk about it in a minute, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and they traded um, Jeremy Grant as well. They've, they've taken on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 14 first-round draft picks in these next, like, four years. From, from They have two in 2020, two in 21. So they're speeding up the process. Two in 22, two in 23, three in 24, 25, and then three in 26. I mean, they, they're, they're thinking, all right, 
let's put it in perspective. We all know what OKC is. They are first round a exit. first, maybe if they're lucky, a second round exit. And they're going to be a double luxuries tax team. They're going to they were going to have to pay like forty well, to fifty extra not. million dollars if, if they would have kept that all those guys there. So why am I going to do that when I do have a couple of talented guys? I'm not going to I'm not going to make the playoffs, but I'll, 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 I'll yeah we'll still we'll, we'll, you still have some names. You're still going to you know your fans are loyal because there's no other professional sport in Oklahoma. They don't have anything else to do. So they're going to go see that team, and I just think it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I think OKC made their biggest mistake was picking Westbrook over Durant. I think they kind of realized that he'll never be able to take them to the promised land. And then on the Houston flip side, I mean, you got a guy who's 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 going to be healthy. He's going to be, even you know he did have his plays he does, hard. Plays hard. He plays defense. I mean, I think more importantly than that too is that I think he knows now that he's definitely second fiddle. He's not first because when he was with Durant, neither one of them really kind of knew. Kevin Durant, Durant has always kind of been a softer guy, just not assertive in taking over the team. And so there was kind of like who was the one that was leading that team? And well, yeah. then with Paul George, Paul George was an he came to Russ. Player. He came to Russell Westbrook in the in the. Thunder, but but then last year, don't you feel like it was the same kind of thing? Like PG was having a crazy good year, and then and Russ kept going with his triple doubles, and then they get to a point where it's almost like, okay, so who's who's head honcho here now? Right, going going to the Rockets, we know for sure James Harden is still top dog. James oh, yeah. Harden now is a Definitely. top five player in the league. Instead yep. of last time they played, he was a sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be good for him to know that he's a he's a he's a second fiddle. He, not necessarily second fiddle, but he's he knows that he's it's not his team. It's, it's not his it's team. Harden's team, and he's got to play. He has to go in there, and he has to go in there. This hopefully now he's lucky in the sense that he didn't get traded to a crap team. I mean, because the Knicks had wanted nothing to do with him, but he could have ended up on a team similar to the Knicks. I mean, there wasn't that many options out there. The, the two big talks that they were saying was the Knicks were going to try heat. and grab him. No, the, the, heat. the Knicks wanted nothing to do with him. They they wanted they were. They, I wouldn't have taken him either. He's yeah. a huge salary. They put up the finger. They were just like, put the cross up. They're like, no, we're good. First time the Knicks have made a good move in who knows how long. Yeah, first time I don't, in yeah, 10 I years. I don't think he would have done anything to help them. No. It just would have been named notoriety. But, I mean, the and Heat the he, could have been interesting. But and then you would have lost Goran Dragic too. Because yeah. there's no way you keep him in. Well, you have, you have, you'd have to lose, you'd lose like four guys. You'd have to give up four guys for one. Just to make the salaries match. Because... I guess he has a trade kicker well, too they, that they jumps his salary up. Like white side too, and that opened up a little bit of money. Well, that was that was to bring Jimmy Butler on though. Oh, okay. So I mean, I think it's a good trade for both. I think eventually he'll get you know Presty, the OKC um, GM, will eventually just flip him to whoever. I mean, it seems like the hot destination right now is Miami. I Clint think Paul, Chris Paul. Yeah, for Chris Paul now, I I think Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler that could be an interesting combination in the East. I don't think Chris Paul's ever been in the East, that, so I mean, there I mean the Heat I think is going to be a playoff team regardless. Throw Chris Paul in there. I don't think that would be a good mix at all because for one, mainly for for locker room chemistry because Jimmy Butler, like I said in last week's podcast, the dude likes to compete and wants to win. Chris Paul's the same way, but they're very. They're very stubborn about things and very hard on their teammates. No one's going to yeah, like but one of them because you have one douchebag in the in the locker room. Now you add a second one, and that's a. I mean, I, I've uh, I've heard mixed much. things about Butler. I mean, 
you, you can call him a people think he's a dick and call him a douchebag or whatever. But I mean, that's, his, that's what his teammates feel. I like the, six, I the like Sixers like them, but the Sixers like them. But well, I, how come they didn't resign him? Then? He didn't want to resign him. They offered him max. Yeah. He he declined it. He wanted to go to my he wanted to go to Miami. Look, he's he's one of those guys that you know he always had a chip on his shoulder his whole career. He's always he's a great player. He's he's came from from. Uh, no name guy drafted in like the second round or the late first round to uh, you know a star and when he, he he you think about it like this imagine imagine you're in his shoes and and you're just trying to make the playoffs and trying to work hard and you got guys like Wiggins who's who that guy's like the biggest project player in the NBA who is just like you just see him and he just I feel like he gets worse and worse every year Carl Anthony Towns was nothing for the first half of the year cuz the guys like He's so timid and so laid back, and it's like, of course you're going to get frustrated with that. And then he goes to Philly. But he's been in. The, I mean, the Bulls. Have, the Bulls didn't really have any the issues Bulls with didn't him. Really like him a whole lot. But I mean, and then you go to the Sixers, and, and what do you got? You got Ben Simmons, who's a kid, who's afraid to shoot the ball. It's like, I mean, Joel Embiid's not even in shape for the last <laughs> half of the year. He's like out of shape. He can barely play like 35 minutes, but. I mean, look, we'll see what happens. I'm not defending Jimmy I, Butler. I'm not a Jimmy Butler apologist well, by any means. Well, here, just to defend him, for, you know, when you're playing on that at that level, it's not time to be dicking around. I mean, this is this is you're making big money here, and it's time. He's to take all it about seriously. winning. And it, he takes it seriously, Butler. Well, I, that's what I like about. It. That's what I, yeah. That's what I'm defending about him. Is he mm-hmm. actually? is a player that wants to win instead of just go out and have fun. He's not one of those guys like, hey, let's give a trophy to everyone for playing. It's I want to win a trophy, which I like that attitude, but yeah. but that same attitude can be hard with other players because a lot of people are so laid back these days and get their feelings hurt so easily that it doesn't work out well in locker rooms. So not necessarily saying he's a douchebag, just he comes across that way to his teammates because he expects them to try hard. And I would do the same thing if I, if I was playing a professional sport. I'd be... I would be taking that like it was my full-time job. I'd be doing bas- basketball 40 hours a week, you know, whether it's working out, shooting, drills, whatever, watching video. I mean, I mean that's your job. You can't just show up to practice and that, do all that. Exactly. And that's it. I mean, he shows up and, and sure, the whole Minnesota thing, you know, he happened to wait for ESPN to be there and Rachel Nichols. <laughs> And it was all planned out, and, and it was a, a stunt for him to get out of there. It's and whatever. It was, it was blown out of proportion, everything there, too, I think. Everything in sports is blown out of proportion. Especially, especially the NBA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think it would be an interesting fifth to have to have Paul and Butler in Miami. Who knows if it's going to happen? Who knows if somebody else comes in and, and decides to take that for the next three years of that ridiculous contract he has? But... I don't know. I mean, I think I think both teams won. They both accomplished what they want. I mean, Maury and, and the Rockets are a win-now team. They have the chance. The West is the most wide open it's been in the past four or five years. I mean, you have a lot of competition out there, but everybody's it's – it's a league of, of dual stars. There's no big threes anymore. It's just two stars at all these different spots. So about that all these different spots. With the Warriors having four or five last year, that was too much. Four is way too much. Three is even too much. I think when you got teams with two stars, I think that's awesome because it's competitive. Back in the day, it was one star per pretty much every team in the like oh, the nineties. Yeah. yeah. And except the Bulls had Scottie Pippen and Jordan, you know. They drafted them though. They had they had things here and there. That there was exceptions, but. Two stars per team. But they drafted awesome. Pippen. He 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 come there as a star. Well, 
rules were different back then too. You couldn't just there was no free agency wasn't the way it is today. No, the, the players were more loyal, and it was more they were more more about their their they were more team loyal, which you know to each their own. Some people think that's the way it should be. I I don't I don't mind the moving around. I think I it's more interesting to 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 be like, oh, that guy's on that team. Sometimes you just forget, and it's like watching the game. You're like, oh. Okay, he he plays. That's right. He plays for these guys. I forgot about that. Okay. I think it's fun and it makes the off season more exciting too, especially when the big names are going around. Like this, like you said in the last podcast, this has been a real. This has actually been a pretty interesting. Yeah. Off season. The I mean, it's been the most interesting one that I can remember. I mean, I've been just glued to everything. I was just glued to social media, glued to to just watching these shows, predictions, all this craziness. I mean. Let's let, let, let's take a jump back a week where you know we talked on our last podcast about what's what's uh, Kawhi gonna do and and this and that and the other thing and you know I I was I I, I think you were as shocked as I was when he had pulled it off pulled off this signing to the Clippers and somehow got Paul George yeah. there you know before all these pieces crumbled and we realized that Oklahoma City is just gonna be a uh, dump as many as much salaries and just <laughs> and just be a lottery team for the next like three years. So I wasn't surprised about Kawhi signing with the Clippers. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. I would have been more I, surprised. Did we though? I mean, everybody thought that it was you know Jalen Jalen Rose, Stephen A. Smith, Chris Carter, all these guys that that are like locked in. Chris Broussard. All these guys, all you heard was Lakers or Toronto. See, Clippers thought, were out. For me, I thought it was going to be Clippers or Tur- or Toronto because I don't know if you remember, but when Kawhi was having all those issues with the Spurs and he requested a trade to L.A., as soon as he found out that LeBron was going to the Lakers, he said, I want to go to L.A., but I don't want to play on the Lakers. I want to play the Clippers. See, and again, it's Kawhi, but supposedly that's what he said. But the Spurs would have never traded him to the Lakers anyway because the Spurs hate the Lakers. Deservingly. <laughs> I suppose so, but well, I mean, we were rivals the in the two thousands. He was able to get PG thirteen or there with him too. It was awesome because now that team, now the Clippers, are probably I don't know, maybe one of the top defensive teams in the league. Just having Kawhi, Paul George, and then you got Pat, Patrick Beverly too, who is a crazy good defender. So I mean, you've got really good defenders. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, good. good who's a, who's a better GM, Kawhi or LeBron? LeBron. Really? LeBron's got way more experience. Way more. He, he's formed more teams than Kawhi has. Le- LeBron could have never pulled off what Kawhi did. LeBron could pull off anything he wanted to with whatever team he wanted so to. So how come he couldn't get Kawhi with him then? He wanted him. Well, it's because Kawhi didn't want to go. Nobody wants to play with LeBron. Except, an- except Anthony Davis. AD. Well, yeah, because he's DeMarcus a clutch cousins. Because he's a clutch sports Rondo. guy. Demarcus Cousins didn't have any other choices. Neither did Rondo. Nobody else wanted them. Dude. Danny Green. I, the funniest meme I saw yeah. after the whole thing was Danny Green talks to Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi, where are you going? L.A. Kawhi signs with the Clippers. Danny Green signs with the Lakers. Where's Kawhi? Where's Kawhi? Where's, Where's Danny? Danny? <laughs> yeah, I saw that one, too. That's a good one. I mean... Uh, those guys are buddies. At least they'll still be able to hang out or whatnot. So, but. so who do you think at this moment has the better team, the Clippers or the Lakers? Because Lakers also grabbed um, Avery Bradley as well, who's it? He was exactly. decent. He's, he's good defensive player. player. Demarcus Cousins, good offensive player. He'll he'll be better this year than he was last year. He's we'll still see. healing. Yeah. I guarantee you he'll 
be better. And he's probably he'll probably be like a fourteen and ten guy. And he had a decent maybe sixteen, eight, for, maybe eighteen and ten. Well, he had a decent season for how much he actually got to play, don't, don't you think? He just doesn't play defense. Well, that well that's so that's the thing with the Lakers is they don't have very many good defenders, whereas the Clippers have really good defenders, but Lakers I feel like have more people that can score. So in a game between them, I think it'd be pretty even. But who would you give the edge to? I think the Clippers are the better team. I mean, look, they both both teams are going to be load management regular season teams. LeBron's not going to play probably more than 60 to, 60 to 65 games. Kawhi's not going to play more than 60 to 65 games. And, and Anthony Davis is probably going to, you know, he'll be hurt at least. He's probably going to he's probably going to have a, a fingernail ripped off and he'll miss 15 to 20 games. Paul George is coming off of two shoulder surgeries. He'll probably miss like 10 games. I mean, one more. Yeah. 20. I think I mean, all stars will miss 10 to 20 games this season. That includes LeBron, AD. Of, of those Cousins, two teams. Uh, yeah. Kawhi. Oh, Cousins, Cousins, I, Cousins plays 50 to 60 games. I don't think he plays anything more well, that's than that. Not, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. All so, the best players on both these teams, I think, are going to be around 60 games. Right. Probably. So what what's going to really show in, in regular season is going to be Okay, Their depth. who's who's got who's more deeper. depth? I think the Clippers have more depth than the Lakers overall. Lakers brought back your JaVale McGee's, your Rondo. Which, hey, they basically JaVale, brought back JaVale's the, a champion. He's a he's a good player. Just because he was so is Zaza. What does that What does that mean? Hey, he's great. Old Faithful's great on on the Pistons as a backup center. Please, he can't start over Drummond. And you got Thon Maker as well. Oh, please. That's, that's, a, that's a powerhouse. Yeah, powerhouse. Especially on 2K. Oh, jeez. guy sucks. <laughs> I don't think so. Zaza's, he's a, he's, again, he's an average player, but JaVale McGee, I think, is a pretty good center. I mean, he's, he's good on rebounds. A little doofy sometimes, but he's he's come a long way since the Shaq and the Fool King. He's okay, like so you got... Low and he's, so you got Zubac, who's a good center. That guy's actually pretty good. He he had a good year last year. You got Lou Williams as your sixth man. So so there's one of their big scorers too. I mean he's and he wants to be a sixth man. He does not want to be a no. Star. Then you got Kawhi, Montrez Harrell. I know you don't. You're not a big fan of him, but Mo Harkless is not a bad three and D guy. Harkless sucks. Paul dude. George, Jamichael Green's average. Wilson Chandler, if he can ever stay healthy, is not bad. And yeah, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly's really good. I like Patrick Beverly. He's not a big scorer, but he can shoot threes. He can he can score. Not a big-time scorer, but he can score, and his defense is top-notch. So, I mean, I think I think, I think they're pretty then you have match. I think they kind of... Avery Bradley, who's a defensive guy. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who well, is... Well, you who, knew they were bringing him back. Yeah, who he, is, who's a clutch sports guy, so... You know, thank you, LeBron. He, hey, maybe he, he, he went off at Space the end Jam. of the season when it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, because nobody cared. Tyson Chandler, who's no, really nothing. Quinn, Quinn Cook. They brought Tyson Chandler back? Supposedly. So, yeah. the, so why Quinn, doesn't that guy retire? He's like, been in the league they, for like 40 years. Because they keep life. paying him. <laughs> Quinn oh, Cook, really. who is a guy who... Who, who, who couldn't even couldn't, like that's the guy you wanted to shoot on Golden State because you know he wasn't making the shot. He, he he's sketchy, not sketchy. He's he's inconsistent. That guy can't shoot. Cousins Davis. Nice, so much. Then you got Danny Green, who is more of a defensive guy these days. He can hit threes here and there. Kuzma, which we don't really know who he what he is. What? Kuzma's a great player. Eh, he's had he's had his up and downs. Javale McGee, Rondo, and 
I don't know if Lance Stevenson's officially still on the team. I think he's a free agent. I think the Lakers are, have a pretty good team. Lakers this have year, names, but th- th- just because they have names does, th- doesn't mean that they're, doesn't that they're better out. players. Doesn't always work out. We've talked about that in past podcasts. Just because you have names mean nothing. stars doesn't mean Because Matthew Johnson was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get all these guys and we're, we're going to bring toughness the- back to the NBA. Well, and then he said the team was designed for the playoffs, and unfortunately yeah. they just didn't make it. Well, and LeBron, LeBron acti- he activated playoff mode, but then the battery ran out. Well, I think they might have made it if they hadn't had so many injuries because you had Lonzo Ball out pretty much all year. You had Brandon Ingram out for a good chunk of it. LeBron sat out for like 20 games. So, I mean, yeah, LeBron. they could have made it. I think they could have taken that spot from Look, Kawhi, Kawhi pulled off, just to, to bring it back, Kawhi pulled off a, a very good coup. I mean, the, the, story, the story is that he um, was supposed to meet the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, and um, – Palinka changed them. Change. You're talking about Kobe Bryant coming back. Kobe Bryant. That's what so Kawhi was, you know, he was supposed to meet Palinka and, and Jeannie Buss, the owner and the GM. Changed the meeting place, made them drive an hour and an hour to an hour and a half to come meet him at in a time that when they would leave to come back, it would take them in LA traffic like three hours to get back. Him, he changed the meeting spot around where Paul George lives, so he just met with them. Made them believe whatever he wanted them to believe. Then he went to Paul George's house in L.A., talked to him, figured out how they Said, how well, he, we're gonna have a lot of fun together. We could figure out how he can, they can get him to go to Oklahoma City, Sam Presti, and, and demand a trade. And they did all of this stuff without one media leak. Kawhi is a very quiet person. Nobody knew it. Anything that was happening with Kawhi. That's why when I got two things actually, and I think this is what this is what hurt Toronto is how did they know where is when and where his plane was landing? Somebody leaked that in Toronto when all those people were waiting and the and the, the freaking helicopters flying over and you can see him getting off the plane. His whole thing is I don't want anything leaked to all all three of those teams. If you leak something, you're out with us. All of a sudden, Toronto, and now maybe it wasn't Toronto, maybe it was one of the other teams that leaked it, but somehow they knew where his plane was, and then Magic Johnson leaked that, came out and said that he talked to Kawhi, and he might have even done that just out of spite to screw the Lakers, I don't know. I don't think Magic Johnson would do that, because Magic Johnson loves the Lakers, he just said the spot of the president of basketball operations was not for him at that time. I don't think Magic would intentionally screw the Lakers, and, and you got to think about how excited the Toronto is. And even though even though Kawhi left, I guarantee you there's no hard feelings with Toronto fans. I guarantee you no. everyone. There was a guy that 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 had a like a hanger, and with Kawhi's jersey on, and raised it in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I'm raising Kawhi's jersey to the rafters." See, that's awesome. That's why they didn't see, burn him. See, they he didn't burn his jersey. With the Raptors for one year, and in that one year, he has become the greatest Raptor to have ever played in Toronto. Better than Chris Bosh. Even bigger than Vince Carter, T Mac, you know, any of these, even Kyle Lowry, all these guys that have played there forever, DeMar DeRozan, that guy will be more idolized than any one of those players, regardless of how long they played, because he's single. I mean, his team, his team was good and they played deep, but it was because of him that they won the championship. Yeah. Not, not any other reason. And it was well deserved. And and my respect for Kawhi jumped up back up to. You know, full respect because he didn't go to the Lakers. If he would have went to the Lakers, I would have. I would have lost a lot of. Respect I would have lost too. a lot of respect for him, and but, I, I didn't think he would be the type of guy to do that. But 
he's just so unpredictable. I, it's because he's quiet and he's different. He doesn't give his thoughts out to other people. It's the quiet but ones you always wants, have to worry about. But you see, he's he's a competitive guy and he wants to play. It's like at the end of the, it's like after they're giving him the trophy for the finals, they're asking him, "So what are you going to do? Where are you going to go?" He's like, "Dude, let me just enjoy this and I'll talk. You know, we'll make my decision later." He's he's very much he he's he thinks out what he's going to do. I think and and makes a good educated decision on what he's going to do. And I think that's exactly what he did. And Raptors just didn't have enough for him. I mean, he did what he did there. And and I think he knew, you know, I did enough. I can go on and there's not going to be any hard so, feelings at all here. So the other BS that happened today was Marcus Morris reneging on his agreement with the Spurs and signing with the Knicks for a one-year $15 million contract. So... We kind of figured this was going to happen. The story came out yesterday that, or it came out like three or four days ago, that he was, you know, second-guessing his contract because the Knicks had space for him. The only reason the Knicks had space for him because Reggie Bullock, who they signed, didn't pass his physical. So he wasn't going to be healthy for the majority of the season. So all of a sudden, this their 15 million cap space opened up. And then, of course, Clutch Sports, your boy LeBron, his people screw the Spurs over, and he reneges on his contract, and he goes to the Knicks for one nothing year. nothing to do with that. Yeah, he, you think LeBron cares? Oh, Marcus Morris, he's no, such a big clutch. threat to me now. He's nope. with the Spurs. Oh, no. Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports is a LeBron product, so I just it all falls on him, man. He's the head guy. LeBron had nothing to do with that. He didn't. The Spurs are not even in his thought process about how good they are. The Spurs... No offense to you, but they're not going to have a great year. I know you love the Spurs. Don't make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) Well, they've made the playoffs every year for the past 20 years. Why would this year be any different? But they don't have enough to do anything. Playoffs is good enough for me. With the team that they have, they're a deep team. They don't have they don't have star. They don't they have they got two guys that can play well and they have a deep team. That's all that they need. Can't win without a star though. You got to have at least one. Which two people have proved that? Kawhi Leonard and Dirk Nowitzki. I have at least one star. Everyone else doesn't matter. So what we ended up signing was Trey Lyles. Blah. Yeah. So as I've said in past podcasts, generally when it comes to jazz players, I support them throughout their whole careers. He's one guy, I don't know, I just never seem to really like that much. The way he, I think it's the way he left Utah. He was very salty, very bothered, and wrote some mean stuff about Salt Lake City. So I, Well, he's young, too. I don't like him. He was young. Can't can't hold it all against him. So you said a little earlier, you think, you know, the West is wide open. So of the West, who yeah. do you think actually has, at this moment, are actually contenders to win a championship? Because we know there's a lot of teams that are contenders to make the playoffs, but who yeah. do you think are actually contenders to win a championship this upcoming season? Based on today, because we know the teams are going to be different six months from now. Um, Houston, Lakers, Clippers. Think that's it? I think I think Houston, Lakers, Clippers, and, and I'm gonna I'll throw the long shot out there. I, I think if somehow, some way Clay makes it back by January and he's back to Clay by playoff time, they could be a scary team in the playoffs just yeah. because I don't they, think- they still got two guys and they still have a you know they're they're still the Warriors, and I mean... I don't think so, and the reason why is because they've lost, they've lost 
Iguodala they lost Sean Livingston. Yeah, that's okay. They've lost those all guys were old. They, I mean, Iguodala was was clutch in the playoffs. I'm not gonna lie, but Livingston he was, was for them in the past three years. Yeah, but they've won. Yeah, but that they're beyond those guys at this point. I mean, they just they got to find guys that can replace them that can do as much as they can do in, in the younger age, and I'm sure that they can they'll be able to find something similar to that. I just think that until until it's proven to me that those guys can't win in the playoffs, especially if Clay's back and, and I think back it's to it's going to be tough for him to make the playoffs this nah, year because you know Curry again going back to like we were talking about with the Lakers, Curry's going to be out at least 15, 20 games. Clay's going to be out for six or seven months. He'll be he'll be back he'll be, January. You think January? I think that's early. I'm thinking March. Nah, January, February. I bet he'll come. February, he'll be he'll be back into February, January. early March is what I'm going to guess. And then you got Draymond Green, who will play most of the games. He, he doesn't sit out hardly ever. But, it's like again, it's like we talked about. I guess they picked up D'Angelo Russell to help score. But I don't know if they can make the playoffs because the Kings are going to be better this year than they were last year. Everybody improves every year. They'll make the playoffs. The, the Mavericks are going to be pretty good this year. Uh, Timberwolves. We eh. think the Mavericks are going to be good this year. We, nobody, we don't really know what Porzingis is. The guy hasn't played in two years. But I still think they're going to be good. You got they've got some good talent on the team. Then you've got the Timberwolves, which I don't know so much about. I think the Pelicans are going to be sneaky good this year. Not playoffs. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think Phoenix is that Phoenix that won't make the playoffs. Memphis Phoenix won't make the playoffs. Minnesota won't make the playoffs. New Orleans won't make the playoffs. I don't know. And I think Dallas so. Dallas could be one of those. OKC like, is definitely not making the playoffs. Yeah, Oklahoma City's dropping dropping out of the playoffs. Dallas, it'll probably be Dallas, San Antonio, and Sacramento fighting for the eighth spot. Where do you think Jazz will land? I see everyone all this stuff saying Jazz is now instantly a contender. I think they're still missing. I some mean, stuff. contender for what? Contender to make the playoffs? Sure, championship. No, I mean, to to not to win the finals, to get out, come out of the West. Sure, they're a contender. They're they're they're. I mean, well, if they get out of the West, they can get out, they can win the whole thing. If I mean that's what I'm saying. East has one really good team. Look, you have Houston, Clippers, Lakers, which will be like one A and one B. Then you still have Denver. You still have Portland. Which, Denver, Denver. I don't know. They'll, they'll be better State, this year too. And then you have you know you there. I'm not this. You know that. But I'm just saying you have all the other teams. You know whatever people can say. Portland got better. People can say Denver is going to get better because they're such a young team. I mean it's just so up in the air. It's so hard to tell right now. Anybody Portland. anybody can go down. See, and I think Portland, they could maybe even be be competitive this upcoming year. I mean, they're going to have to take – now that the Warriors aren't going to them. Portland took the big step of – of, of the conference final. Of, of, yeah, getting, of winning two rounds in the playoffs. I mean – But you also – yeah, I think – Yeah, C. now you have experience. C.J. McCollum is a very underrated and a very talented player. I – He's one of my favorite players in the league, and then combined with Damian Lillard, if those two could just both go off on the same night, no one can touch them. It seems like one, it's always one Very or the other. Very rarely do they do. They, they did that in one game, I think, against Golden State, but they both went off. They, and that was they like got one swept of the, against Golden State. Yeah, but They've that. been swept the past three years in a row. Got swept by the Pelicans the year before. They swept by, the, by Golden State two years ago, and then swept by Golden State again this year. Yeah. So... So I mean, yeah, Utah is definitely gonna make the is gonna is a, as a playoff team, but I don't think they're headed for the finals. I I kind of have a hard time seeing that too. In the East, you're, it's like you said earlier, but it's really the Bucks to lose. 
I mean, the Sixers have a decent team, but everyone's so tall on it. You have almost there's gonna I don't know. You get someone playing small ball on them, and that might just wreck them. I mean, you you figure the top. It's gonna probably be the basically. The, I I wouldn't be Boston's surprised if it's be the same too. if it's the same eight teams in the playoffs. Toronto, Phil, well, Toronto. I don't know. Toronto might be the wild card in that, but Milwaukee. Toronto doesn't have a chance to be to come out of it this year. I don't. I'm, think. I'm talking about just making the playoffs. Okay. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Orlando, and Detroit. I mean, and then Toronto. Toronto could be your biggest wild card, but I think in the East they can make the fun, Bro- make the playoffs. I mean, because uh, well, you're. Your team that'll probably change the most will be your Miami. They were there nine and forty three. Add Butler, they're probably like the opposite, forty three and thirty nine. Well, they almost made the playoffs last year. They yeah, were in they were the playoff the run. Ten spot. That's what I'm saying. So, so if if it flips from thirty nine to forty three to forty three and thirty nine, if it was last by last year's records, they'd be a six seed. So they Do you think could, the Pistons improved at all, or not really by picking up D Rose? Not really. I mean, so. Either the Pistons are going to drop out or Toronto's going to drop out. I think Orlando will make the playoffs again. I think Brooklyn will make it again. Indiana, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee. Brooklyn will definitely make it just on the having Kyrie, but he'll probably mm-hmm. sit out at 20 games or so as well. He's always seems to be hurt. I think Boston actually might be your contender for the East. I think picking trading out Kyrie and picking up Kemba Walker was huge. Just got to make it work, man. They got to mesh it together. I think you know, Kemba's a better team player than Kyrie is. He is. And that's what, and and that's what the Celtics need is a team player because – But he's also used to having to do everything on his own, so that's going to be a little bit of an of an adjustment. Look, look all these teams are going to go through adjustments. The, the Lakers, LeBron, LeBron teams struggle in the beginning of the seasons, especially when there's all these new parts. Clippers are going to struggle in the beginning of the year. The Rockets are going to struggle in the beginning of the year. I mean, struggle, which I mean is – I don't mean they're going to be like – Losing records, but they're just not going to cut. You know, it's not going to be like a. It's not going to be any seventy-three win team next year. They're, they're, no, these teams have to figure out how to play with all these all these new pieces. You know, it's like we talked about the big twos. You know, AD and LeBron, PG PG and Kawhi, um, See, that's Mitchell and Mitchell Con- and Conley. Um, you know, McCollum and, and I mean those guys played together for a long time. But then you got well, that's what you know, sucks about this Westbrook and Westbrook and, and Harden now. I mean, it's just crazy. All these all these new you know, like you said, Dallas, Porzingis and Doncic. Can can they work together? If they can, can you they bet I mean can. I mean shoot, I, I think that Dallas put a good team together. I mean I think Dallas has a great team. The thing that sucks for this upcoming year is you're not having K D and that would have that duo, yeah. I think, would have been an interesting one to watch, which we'll get I mean, to see they, in two years from now. But they would have been a final. Yeah, they, 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 they'd be the favorite in the East to go to the finals. Easy. Think so? Oh yeah. Over Boston and Milwaukee. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Because bro, that was a that's a forty-two and forty-win team, and you basically just added basically KD, just traded Russell Kyrie for, for Russell, Kyrie for Russell, and, and added added Kevin Durant, and you lost what Damari Carroll. Ed Davis. And Ed Davis. <laughs> Backup center. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would have, that's that's what kind of sucks. I feel bad for KD. I'm 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 a KD fan again, just so everyone knows, now that he's not on the Warriors. I had to kind of take a break from being a KD fan for the past three years. Basketball's so, basketball, man. So it, back. it was enjoyable to watch it. I loved it. I I enjoyed him on, on Golden State. 
I didn't have any. I didn't. It. It, it just unbalanced the league way too much. Why they lost? They lost two out of the five years. Well, two. No, he, Katie wasn't even on that team that lost. Still, two years he was here, and then this year he was he was out. He played for 14 minutes, and they won that game Still with lost. only 14 minutes. If Katie would have been playing that series, there's no way. There's no way the Raptors would have beat him. We'll never know. No. Chris, Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Do they, do they win the finals that year? Who knows? No, no I, I agree. That one, they I mean, the, that one, there's, there's too many ifs out there. I mean, it, it, an injury either way, it, you know, the Warriors could have maybe won if Clay doesn't pop his knee. Maybe. Nobody knows, bro. I don't bro. think so. It's crazy. But, I mean, that, 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 that's like the fun of it. The league was too unbalanced with KD over there. At, at, maybe not this last year, but for two years, they were. it was unbalanced. The Rockets were the only ones that gave them a run for their money. Nobody else even really came close. I mean, the games they had with the Cavs, two of the four that they got swept were close last season when when Jr. made that mistake at the end. I mean, this is the Rockets. This is this is the the best case scenario for the for freaking Daryl Moore in the Rockets is this year. I mean, okay, you got Russell Westbrook. No way. Best case out. scenario for him was this year when KD went down. That that was no. This this year's a better. This is a better. This is the best. Possible chance for them. Well, that juggernaut is out of the way, so that's it's, this is the best year for every team to go for it in the West. Yeah, I mean, but you know, and Golden State will never go back to what they were. You're going to go all in on you know, and, and you get out of the Chris Paul contract, and you bring in Westbrook in. You got to make it work. I mean, you have to be able to make it work. If I wouldn't be surprised that if if they're struggling, because you know. The, there's already dissension in, in Houston right now of the coaching and D'Antoni and some a portion of the ownership wanted to keep him, some didn't want to keep him kind of thing. So I think if, if he's going if, – if they're struggling and we're getting to like close to the all-star break, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. D'Antoni? Yeah. They don't want – they didn't want – that's why they didn't re-sign him. Some part, part of the ownership wants him. Some part of the ownership doesn't like I him. I think that would be a mistake. I think he's a Why? great coach. Why? He's never he's never been able to get over the he's never been able to get over he, the hump. He hasn't been able able to get past the the Warriors. The only one that has was LeBron. Yeah, but that's not the only. And, that, and you think Ty Lue was the big difference the, on that one? Okay, then all right. So you see, so you're younger, so maybe you don't remember this. He coached the Phoenix Suns teams that choked in the playoffs every year. Dan Tony. Yeah, the Steve Nash the Phoenix Suns teams. Oh, I didn't know that. He has the reputation of choking as a coach in the playoffs. Well, do you think he made any bad? Bad decisions this year in the playoffs. I don't think he necessarily made any bad. Yes, by not coaching. adjusting. You, you. <clears throat> how do you lose the game that freaking Kevin Durant gets hurt and then you just get destroyed James the next three games? One time in the fourth quarter. Right. As you're, that's on Harden. That's that's on the coach too. You have to like the thing is the Rockets are so stubborn in the in the fact that their their way is the only way. Like. Every other coach in the NBA will adjust as the game goes. As the game's going on, they'll adjust to the flow of the game, what's going on, who's hot, who's not. The Rockets are like, nope, we're doing this no matter what. And it's backfiring on them now, what, two years in a row, three years in a row? So it's like, come on. You have to be a little more flexible, flexible with your coaching. You have to be a little more flexible with your game plans. You can't just think... You know, you can't just have tunnel just vision shoot, and look shoot, straight just and just say, ISO, ISO, ISO. Shoot! I saw, I saw, I saw. Shoot! No. I, will say, I will say this. I did just dog a little bit on Tyloo, but he actually did make a difference on the that 
that game seven against the Warriors that they actually won the championship in 2016 is he took LeBron aside and told him he needed him to be doing more, and LeBron's already busting his butt, and he got him to do more. He could have done this. I guess D'Antoni could have done the same thing to James Harden. Eric Spolstra, when he was the coach of the Heat, I mean, he wasn't afraid to, to ask those guys to do more, get in their face a little bit. I mean, look, as a coach, yeah, D'Antoni is a very player-friendly guy. You know, he said with Carmelo. Well, it's because <laughs> Carmelo wouldn't uh, wouldn't adapt to what he wanted him to do. Well, Carmelo hasn't adapted to anything. In fact, That's why he's a free agent. Did, well, did you hear what uh, uh, Chauncey Billups said today about Carmelo? Why he's not in the league anymore? Because dude hasn't been. Able I to saw. I saw the. I saw the quote. Like I, I saw the quote, points. but I I didn't see what exactly he said. He basically said Carmelo was always wanting to score thirty points. That meant a lot to him. He said we'd win a game. He'd have twenty two, and he'd be pissed because. He didn't have he didn't his, get 30 his thirty. Yeah. So, so that's more of just an ego thing, and that's that's yep. on him. I mean, Vince Carter has been to me the best example of adapting your game and just being humble about it. Yep. Because I mean, you got to take the back roll, and he even said Vince Carter when he had to take that back roll. That was a hard step for him to take, and I just don't think Carmelo wants to do that. He wants he wants you have to, to humble starter. yourself. You have to look. Every player, no matter who it is, and eventually it'll be. LeBron and eventually it'll be KD and Kawhi and all these See, guys. I, you have to, you have to, you have to be able to be humble enough to realize, hey, I'm not as good as I used to be. I can't do what I used to be able to do, and I'm hurting myself and I'm hurting my teammates by trying twenty, like trying five times harder and making and making it harder for everybody else around me. Well, and on top of that, the game has changed since Carmelo was. The amazing Carmelo that he used to be. Mid shot, the mid-range monster. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Nope. So. Sucks for him. So, Zion got to play in the Summer League. Earthquake happened. And then Kawhi got traded. All, Kawhi signed all in the same day. Zion played in one game and hurt his knee. One, one, one half. Tweaked his knee. Summer, summer League is what it is. I Which, mean, the Pelicans are going to baby him as much as they can. Yeah. <coughs> RJ Barrett... He's had kind of a tough showing. He, he's gonna he have a tough showing. Three. He's a he's an interesting guy. He's gonna ha- he's gonna struggle in this in the NBA, I think, especially in New York. It's gonna be. But you were saying work. to me you'd take him over Zion in the past. In past podcasts, you said I would take. I, I did take, say that. I would take him and over Zion, and I said no. I said I would take him over Zion in this version of the NBA, but that was after doing more research on the guy and actually watching his game more. Mm. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the best rookie out of that class is that John Moran guy that went to Memphis. The point guard. No way. I, I'm i sold on, on Zion. I think Zion's going to be great. I, think he's I hope he's going to be great. If, if he can't shoot the ball, though, <laughs> what is he going to do? Look at LeBron. LeBron ben Simmons, ben Simmons is, is said he was going to learn, too. Well, according to practices, he hits. He, he, shoot, he all shoots day three. Long. Yeah, he shoots three hundred jump shots a day, but he, he's afraid to take one in a game. Uh, ben Simmons is a different type of player, but De'Aaron Fox's shot is being developed better. He couldn't shoot threes hardly at all, and he, he's, he's playing really good. He's humble. That's why I'm a big fan of De'Aaron Fox. He's one of he's my favorite player on the Kings. But no, Zion's gonna be Zion's gonna be the face of the NBA one day, and he's gonna have a stellar career. Getting, I guarantee you he'll end up getting a Supermax. As long as he can keep healthy, that's my only fear for him is his, he's going to get hurt because he's already had two injuries, one in college, and now tweaked his knee. 
So maybe he's maybe he. I know people were kind of roasting him, saying he needs to get into shape or lose some weight, and maybe that's it. But he's just a big guy. He just he just he'll 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 be just fine in the NBA, in my opinion. He's not gonna. We're not gonna have to worry about him. All right. One last thing we got: challenge flags. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this this challenge flag thing, and we. You know, we all know how it works in the NFL with throwing the flag and whatever. So what I'm reading is each coach gets one challenge per game. The challenge has to be called during a team timeout. If a team's attempt to challenge without any remaining timeouts, they get a technical foul. Similar to, oh, the, that's N- good. That's good, cause I similar to that. the NFL where you can't throw a challenge if you don't have a timeout. I actually like that because I thought that – I didn't know that you had to have a timeout to be able to throw it because – I thought, man, if they're going to do that, they're just going to use that as a timeout. In addition to the new challenge rule, the NBA replay center will be available to remotely call a replay for field goals and shot clock violations, which they still wish they do at this point anyway. Okay, so they each get they get one flag per game, but it doesn't really say what they can or cannot. Oh, okay. If they can challenge calls on personal fouls, out of bounds, and goaltending. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. I don't care. I don't know if, so actually, somebody did use it. I can't remember what team used it in the summer league, but somebody actually did use it, and it and the call got changed because of it. My thing is that the, you know, with the NFL, the NFL is you know with all the different challenges and. Booth and coaches, and it's different games, so this is you know a little out of context, it's a lot slower but too. but it's in context is is the fact that it slows the game down, and especially you know in certain situations it makes the game really slow. NBA is a fast-paced game. As long as this doesn't make like it's, it's as long as it's not going to take them ten five 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 minutes or anything over two to five minutes to figure out if the if it's a yes or no. I'm okay with it. It's got to be something quick. Within a minute. Yeah, it's got to be quick. It's got to be decisive. Yeah, I don't need to see 35 replays and hear the announcers go, well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's this, I think it's that, I think it's this. But they do anyways. I know, but still. It's just, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. It might make or break a game here and there, but it's, I don't think it's going to be used that much, and I don't think I think, it's I, think, it, I think it can make a difference in the playoffs. I mean, shoot. You save your you save your challenge for towards the end of the game, and it's like you get a foul called on you, and you don't think it's a foul, or you think you were fouled. You challenge it. I mean, that's two free throws, maybe. And that, and that could make or break a game, or even a series at that point. Yeah. Or even a championship. I can see where it could be very big in that aspect, as long as it's used properly. But again, like you have to call a timeout to use it, so it's like you have to call your timeout, then challenge. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll be curious to see like how often it's used during the regular season and and what the approval and and the uh, and they may the even go a is. couple halfway through the season realize it's stupid and and you know call it off or maybe they'll just go this season test it out and yeah it's probably be a testing period I don't I don't know I don't know if they'll actually stick with it but it we'll could see. be interesting yeah got anything else no I think we've covered everything today so thanks for listening check us out on Facebook Twitter Twitch. YouTube, Instagram, give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. And then check out our other podcast, uh, Talking Games, which we had in the past on another channel, but we're going to have them launch on the same 
same channel. We're just gonna episode talking games, episode talking sports. Yeah, everything's gonna be. It'll be on the same feed, and they'll be, and they'll be, you know, separated by name, so you'll be able to figure them out and, and go through them. Pre- and we're pretty gonna easy. be trying to do, you know, the the sports one every Thursday and the games one every Tuesday. So earlier in the week will be the gaming podcast. A little later in the week, you can get the sports one. So yep. check it out and give us a like. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.